If you want to do photography full-time, stick with plan A. That's your plan A, right, Sherry? Yes, that's my plan A. Don't give yourself a plan B. You do mm. anything you can to get back to L.A., and you do anything you can to make that happen. And that has stuck with me that's so good. since the moment she told me. And I did whatever I had to do because everything else is temporary to mm -hmm. get you to your main goal, which was, for me, photography. And she was right. And I tell everyone, I'd rather be poor doing what I love mm -hmm. than being rich and, you know, hating, hating my job, hating my life. And mm -hmm. like I said earlier, like I've been at my lowest of lows and have had no money, but God has already always has come through. A dream can be anything. Whether yours is to start a business, be in a healthy relationship, pursue your dream career, or to get right spiritually, every week the Dream Check Podcast brings you tips, tricks, and real-life insight from people who are living their dreams to the fullest. I'm Nicole Ivanoff, an established international wedding photographer and wife. Like you, I have so many dreams, some of which I've lived out and others I'm still pursuing daily. I'm a girl from suburban Detroit who's made her way out to LA, and although I'm no guru, I have a heart to show you that if I or anyone who comes on this podcast can do it, so can you. Welcome to the show. Time to check in. What's up, friends, and welcome back for another episode on the Dream Check Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Evenoff. Today, I'm so excited. I'm always excited, but today is even better because I have my very close friend, Sherry Angelis, on the show. Sherry and I met through the world of photography, and I'm so excited to dive into conversation with her today. She is an internationally published wedding photographer, also an insanely talented fashion photographer. She's an entrepreneur, a business owner, a creative director. Basically, she does it all. And today, we're going to dive into the topic of how faith fuels our dreams. Let's check in. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, girl. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. Oh, my gosh. Of course. I literally, when I was making, and I've said this to, you know, some of my other friends on the show, um, you were like on my dream list for Aww. guests on the show. Yes. I feel like you have so much to share. You have so many God dreams that you've lived out, some you're still pursuing right now. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like you are a perfect guest for this podcast. And I'm so excited to honestly be inspired by what you have to say as well. Oh, thank you. That means a lot. I'm so happy to be here. So I mentioned in the intro that we met through photography. We mm -hmm. met back in Michigan. She's in Los Angeles now. She's been in Nashville, Michigan, all over the place. So kind of share how, you know, your journey of, of getting to L.A. and what you're doing here now. My aunt used to live here. And so when we would come out probably two or three times a year to visit my aunt when we were younger, and I knew when I was like, Six, I was like, oh, I'm going to live in L.A. I don't know what I loved about it mm -hmm. at six years old, but the I was Holy drawn. Spirit was in you. <laughs> I was like, you're coming to L.A. <laughs> so I was just always drawn to it. And the older I got, the more I figured out what I was, you know, doing. And I always loved fashion. And so when I was in high school and I was out here visiting my aunt, she helped me like set up shoots with people. And back then it was setting up shoots with models you find on Craigslist. And so oh she would gosh. come with me to, you know, all my shoots and we'd shoot around Silver Lake because that's where she lived. And it was just one of those things. I was just like, oh, I'm going to live here. I'm going to do fashion. Like that mm -hmm. was my thing. And but, you know, at that time, being in high school, you know, I had to graduate. Then I did college and 
all that. And I'm one of those people that like you meet who said, oh, I've lived in L.A. on and off for 15 years and you don't understand how that is. And now I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm one of them because, <laughs> you know, moved here in 08, moved back to Michigan, moved back to, you know, back to L.A., moved to Nashville, moved back to L.A. and now going to do another move. <laughs> <laughs> so many moves. Back to Nashville. There's just something so inspiring about L.A. And I think when you're in the industry of doing something that we do with, mm -hmm. you know, photography, because I know you do lifestyle photography and influencer stuff, it's just there's so much here and it's literally the land of opportunity. And you really have to be molded different to actually be able to be in L.A. It's mm -hmm. not made for everyone. And I always tell people, like, if you're wanting to come out to L.A., you know, do it. But mm -hmm. make sure you know who you are as a person. Make sure you know— um, just you understand yourself because L.A. will literally drown you in the ocean, bring you back up for air and like do it all over again. If you're not firm in who you are as a person and confident in, you know, what you believe and your um, your values and mm -hmm. morals and all of that, because that's why you see so many people going down the wrong road and, you know, who maybe had a great life and then came here and got into drugs because they wanted fame so bad. And so mm. know who you are coming out here because L.A. truly is the land of opportunity and dreams really do happen here. And it doesn't have to be all the negative and the darkness that, you know, surrounds L.A. that we all hear about. There is a lot of good and you connect with the right people and you put yourself out there and you you network and hustle and you do things from a good place and a, the right heart. Things will align and mm -hmm. things will fall into place, which, you know, I know has happened for you mm -hmm. literally since the moment you landed. Just everything's just been opening wide open for you. And a lot of great things here have happened for me as well. And I'm very grateful for all the opportunities that have come. It's crazy because it's like the quote, and Nico, my husband, says this all the time, but if you don't know who you are, you'll allow everyone else to tell you who you are. Mm -hmm especially in LA because people yep. will, and it's so sad, but certain industries will manipulate you to get you to where you want to be. And you'll do it because you don't know your worth. So you're letting other people define it. Exactly. Yep. What would you say uh, is your strongest foundation in knowing who you are and what allowed you to stay so grounded coming out here so young? Yeah, no, absolutely. 100% Jesus. It's my faith in God. I was raised in the church. And, you know, not everyone who was raised in the church, you know, takes their walk with God seriously. And um, for me, I always did. Um, I was just one of those people that people were like, oh, you're the goody girl. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't care, <laughs> you know, but here yeah. I am. Um, but I was never one to judge. And I was never one to like look down upon someone who maybe chose a different path. But like, my faith in God has honestly been what has gotten me to this point. And I have been at my low and lows and, you know, struggled financially, but God has always provided and God has always come through. And I've never lacked, even at my lowest. And I think just having that faith and someone to turn to and rely mm -hmm. on, because Jesus will always, Jesus always will have your back no mm -hmm. matter what. And he is not going to let you lack. And mm -hmm. literally during the, my lowest, like I have had friends helping out financially just because they felt it on their heart and that paid the bills or that paid just enough of what we needed mm -hmm. and things of that sort. But it's Jesus. And if I didn't have Jesus out here, like I would not make it. I wouldn't be here. <laughs> I truly feel like I, I, Thank God every day that I did not move out here when I was 18. I wanted to yeah. drop out of college, come out here. I wanted to be this singer. And God was like, girl, you'll be eaten alive. Yep. 
if we'll you be, move out there at 18. Yep. Yeah. If we didn't have Jesus, we'd be the ones drowning yeah. in the ocean. <laughs> Coming up for air fairly. <laughs> so that went so deep so quick. I love it. I have not yet asked you the burning question that I ask every guest, which okay. is what is a dream that's on your heart right now? Honestly, a dream, because recently I reached a huge goal of mine that I was praying into for 19 years, which is also another crazy faith story about not giving up on on your dreams. But I finally reached that after many years of prayer and um, surrender. But I think right now, like I'm in my mid-30s, I think honestly, you know, a dream is to just own a home. And Mm. it's totally different than what I've ever thought, because I'm such a— a nomad, I can jump on a plane and be gone for six really months are. and like <laughs> not worry about it. And I've never really thought about having a home, but I think the older that I'm getting, and I think with the whole COVID stuff, like just things got put into perspective so much of like what is truly important. And I think having a home right now for like my husband and I is important. Being closer to family is important because. It's just crazy. Like, the more and more I see my family, I'm like, my parents are getting older. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not going to be around forever. Like, my husband just lost um, some aunts and uncles to his cousin that they grew mm-hmm. up with. You know what I mean? So it's like yeah. the fact that people are getting older is just like priorities have shifted of what's really important. And, you know, plane will always be there. We can jump on any time. But actually building a home and, like, mm-hmm. root somewhere is my next goal in life, which is so crazy for me to think. I'm like, I gotta have a zip code, a permanent zip code. Like, gosh. I feel like that's just a classic sign of getting older. It's like you start to crave being present in the moment with the people that you love most. And I think it boils down to like, the older you get, the wiser you get, the more you realize that the most important things in life are the relationships that you have. It's Mm -hmm. it's not the material things. Right. Or, you know, the success, because success will come when you have successful relationships. Mm -hmm. I truly believe that success in all areas follow. Right. You mentioned you had a, a big dream you're praying for for 19 years. Can you share what that what that was? Yes. Okay. So for me, I've always done photography. My, you know, a little backstory. My grandma was the photographer of the family. My grandpa was the videographer. And ever since I was probably, I don't know, like five or six, my grandma would always take me to go get a new camera every year for my birthday. And some years it was just a disposable or, you know, and every every year it just got bigger and better and and or I was she taught me how to use her film camera, like kind of like what we have now, like you mm-hmm. have the zoom lenses and all that. So I really learned on film. And I didn't honestly know that was a passion of mine until I was like more in high school. And so I started taking pictures of, you know, friends and always had like in homeroom was looking through all the pictures that I took of everything. And I'm like, I'm such a dork. I'm bringing <laughs> photo albums to school to look at. Like, what I the love heck? it. But at 16, I got my first wedding, and that kind of opened all the doors for me, even thinking about photography as a career. And so the more I thought about it, God really put on my heart fashion, because even though I was taking pictures of my friends, I was doing it more in like a fashion way. And so I just started praying into God, like, if this is what I'm supposed to be doing, like, you're gonna have to direct the path. And he put um, celebrities on my heart. And I was like, okay, I have celebrity knowing celebrity names I'm like I know like Bruno Mars and like back in the day was like Jonathan Taylor Thomas and I'm like Leonardo DiCaprio that was it (laughs) exactly (laughs) and so I was like okay perfect I'm praying into celebrities and so for so long I was like well I'm doing celebrity weddings like I'm helping with that but I haven't shot any celebrities and so literally 19 years being faithful in prayer of like 
wanting to shoot that and like asking God, like, when is it my turn? Because over the course of those years, I'm seeing people who, you know, start a photography in less time than me mm-hmm. and they're already doing what I want to do. And I'm just like, God, like, I'm like, not supposed to be doing this. And so it was, it was sometimes it was a struggle because you put in so much time, you put in so much effort, you mm-hmm. put in so much work to like try to reach a goal that you believe is on your heart and that you're supposed to reach and it's supposed to be yours and it's just not happening in the time frame that you want. Mm-hmm. I honestly like I just never gave up on it because I remember what he told me when I was 16, like you're going to do it. And so I just was faithful. And even in those hard times, I was pressed into God because if I didn't, I'd probably go back home to Michigan and mm-hmm. go back to teaching or something. And so last year or during COVID, I finally um, I got connected with the magazine and they were doing celebrity work. And I prayed about it and entered into this world of like celebrity photography. And it was exactly kind of like what I wanted to do. And they gave me full like creative direction to do as I wished with the talent. I actually got to, you know create all the the show, the photo shoot looks I got to do as I wish. So I got, it was just amazing because it was like my vision. It mm-hmm. wasn't like me working for like Vogue or Glamour where they have their visions. It was my whole thing coming together with the celebrities, working with them one-on-one, which mm-hmm. is what God called me to do. And also like just be a light in this industry. And mm-hmm. I've gotten to pray with people and, you know, just every shoot that I go into, like God is mentioned. And mm-hmm. I feel like that was what I was supposed to do in this world. And especially out here, this industry is so dark. And yeah. so I think to have like a, a light and a presence of Jesus and something that's not so dark, like surrounding these people who are like mm-hmm. literally in it day in, day out working. Yeah. Um, it was so important. And so one more thing to add to that is I've never like got starstruck. Even when I was doing like red carpet work, I didn't know who any of these big celebrities were. And I was getting in trouble all the time, but I was like, (laughs) that would be me. Yeah, I was like, great. I got a photo, though. But (laughs) I think that was important because when you're working with these big celebrities and big names, um, you can't be starstruck. Like Mm -mm. you have to be professional and you have to like treat them, you know, the same way that you want to be treated and all this stuff. And so I think the fact that I was able to like look at them as a person where I've mm-hmm. been on set and there's people like going crazy. Oh my gosh. You know, it's like, no girl, like you gotta be, just be chill. and Reel like, it in. Reel it in, exactly. <laughs> and so, yeah, all in all, it's been an amazing experience and I'm very grateful that I've actually had that one-on-one personal time with mm-hmm. them. I think your story is incredible and it's such a testament of your relationship with God because... Mm. You caught a vision when you were in high school that Mm -hmm. you were going to photograph celebrities. You Mm -hmm. didn't know when, how, what it was going to look like. And you had so 19 years, like you had so many opportunities to be like, all right, God, I don't I don't believe you. I don't Mm -hmm. trust it. And that's just such a good example of how close you are with God because mm. you knew he was never going to let you down. Right. You kept believing in it. You kept believing in yourself and that it was eventually going to come to pass. And it did. And mm-hmm. it's so incredible as your friend to even witness. Mm-hmm. What would you say to someone who, whether they're waiting for a dream job or they maybe, you know, believe God told them they were going to get married one day and they've been single for 12 years and feel like God's never going to deliver or their dream job. What would you say to them? Man, I know, because I feel like I used to be in that, you know, spot and I would ask for advice too. And I I think from my experience in that is always remain faithful. Like 
Pray, pray, pray. Seek God. Like cry out to God. Be mad at God. Like he does not care. He wants to hear from your heart and mm-hmm. your your the pure intentions of the heart. And if you're mad, be mad. Like just let like cry out to God and seek him. Sit in moments of um, wherever you feel closest, like if it's mm-hmm. at the beach or in the mountains or somewhere in nature and just sit and just dwell, um, meditate on his word, um, look up scripture verses over maybe your your mass, look up verses about being mad or anger, pray over those verses, uh, pray over peace, pray over direction, listen to worship music and just pray because God will direct your thoughts. He'll direct mm-hmm. your heart. Um, he will speak. Journal, journal, mm-hmm. like that's what I do. Like I'll go to the mountains and I will um, journal my prayers. All my prayers are written. Like I never mm-hmm. hardly pray, pray out loud because I'm praying as I'm writing. Mm-hmm. And for me, that really showed me um, how God was moving because I was able to go back and look back like, oh my gosh, he actually did answer this. I had no idea he answered it, but here mm-hmm. he did. Um, and you're just really able to connect the dots of like how he is moving in your life and how things are coming to pass. And ultimately, if you feel called to some, something, even like me, it took me 19 years. It could take you 40 years. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It will happen when it's supposed to happen. And you have to remember that just because it took me 19 years, it could take you five years. Mm-hmm. You know, in God's time, things are accelerated. But you have to be ready for it. I wasn't ready for for it for 19 years. I don't think mentally I wasn't ready. I don't think Mm -hmm. my craft wasn't ready. I wasn't shooting the way that I was supposed to be shooting to be able to be elevated. My work Mm -hmm. wasn't elevated enough to be working with um, these big names. So I had to get to this point. But ultimately, if God has put it on your heart to be, you know, an actor, a singer, um, the best teacher in the world, like it is going to come to pass. Mm -hmm. Um, Just keep keep pushing forward and um, know that when it is your time, um, the doors will align and the doors will open. That's awesome. Yeah, mine and uh, Nico's friend Caleb, who was on the show, some of the best advice his dad had given him was stay focused and stay faithful Mm. no matter where you're at in your journey or in your walk or following your dreams, whatever it may be. Yeah. You are also a testament of like you stayed focused and you stayed faithful and it came to pass. And and I think that's what I would say to someone who is in a waiting season. Yeah. Stay focused. What is God trying to work in you and out of you in this season? Right. And how can you be a steward of the current season? Because I'm such a strong believer in God has you where you're at for a reason. And all right. you have in this moment is all you need. Right. And I feel like we live in such a culture of like, I want it and I want it now. Mm-hmm. No one wants to wait. No one wants to wait. No, and at all. <laughs> ever. <laughs> so true. And yeah. it's just, you know, a fact of where we're at in society right now. And I think that if more people just waited Mm-hmm. and stayed focused on their goals and keep working towards that craft mm-hmm. because when it comes to pass, you're going to be more prepared for it. Exactly. Can I say one more thing? Yes. There's one piece of advice that actually my aunt gave me that really I engraved in my brain that actually got me back to California many times and kept me on the path of like making sure I was doing photography and what I wanted to do. Um, when I first moved here and I had to move back to L.A. because all my money disappeared and I need to get back on track. Um, so I had to move back to Michigan. But she, before I got in that car, she told me, if you want to do photography full time, stick with plan A. That's your plan A, right, Sherry? Yes, that's my plan A. Don't give yourself a plan B. You do mm. anything you can to get back to L.A. and you do anything you can to make that happen. And that has stuck with me. 
That's so good. Since the moment she told me and I did whatever I had to do because everything else is temporary to mm -hmm. get you to your main goal, which was for me photography. And she was right. And I tell everyone, I'd rather be poor doing what I love mm -hmm. than being rich and, you know, hating, hating my job, hating my life. And mm -hmm. like I said earlier, like I've been at my lowest of lows and have had no money, but God has already always has come through. And you still had joy I in those seasons. I still had joy, absolutely. That's what I love most about God. You could be going through literal hell mm -hmm. and still feel joy. And that honestly is something that even attracted me to want to know God, yeah. is seeing people go through hell and thanking God in the midst of it. And mm -hmm. I'm like, wait, what? Yes. I, what is that? Like, I want to feel that. I want to. I want to act like that. Mm -hmm. I want to know that I can go through something so tragic as a loss and still be like, thank you, Jesus, for the time I had with this person. Absolutely. So, so, so beautiful, such wise words. So I was reading this article by this guy, Rob Hoskins, and he talked about how to ensure that faith is fueling your vision. And he gave five things, which mm -hmm. you talked a lot on. Number one, pray big prayers. Number mm -hmm. two, remove what's hindering you from entering new territory or a new dream, new vision. Mm. Number three, exchange fear and self-doubt for strength and courage. Number four, prepare for the crossing into the new land or vision or dream. Number five, position God's presence to guide your life. And I thought Ooh. those were on, like, we could spend a whole episode <laughs> just talking about those. So but good. what would you say, I mean, you touched on, you were praying big prayers for 19 years. Mm -hmm. And you talked about, um, you know, exchanging fear and self-doubt for strength and courage. I think just believing in God's uh, promise to you required mm -hmm. strength and courage. What would you say out of those five has been the biggest step, if not just all of them, in pursuing God's plan for you? So the one thing, okay, the one thing that comes to mind was when my husband and I, we were living here, we're over in Alhambra, I remember it perfectly. We were living in a fourplex and for years, like three years, we had a ton of friends. This was before moving to Nashville. We had a ton of friends who um, were like, you guys need to move to Nashville. We're like, what's in Nashville? Yeehaw. Like, yeah. what? <laughs> like, there was no interest. Yes, we liked um going to visit, but there was like just no interest. And so mm -hmm. for three years, our friends were praying over us. I started praying into it. Like, is this where we're supposed to be? You know, Nashville has never even crossed my mind. So three years going back and forth, yada, yada. Moving forward, I started feeling like, okay, I feel like we're really supposed to move. And like, I didn't know why I, why, I didn't know when, I didn't know what was even there for us. And Adrian started to come around, come around to it. And I feel like with these big, you know, decisions. God always like gives me the answer first before Adrian. Adrian <laughs> is a dweller. He has to like salute the flagpole, you know, <laughs> dwell on it, walk it up, walk off the flagpole, come yeah. back down and like really like dwell on it before he makes a decision. So long story short, we both started just praying into Nashville. If this was where he, we were supposed to be, like he was going to have to answer this prayer. And so in our fourplex, um, it was a 19 like 20s building, super old, floors are creaky, Yada, yada. Me and Adrian were on the bottom floor. He was the only guy in all the whole comp, like fourplex. Mm -hmm. And it was two older ladies. And then upstairs was this girl, and she had her boyfriend move in. She had a friend move in when it was just supposed to be her. They started coming home at like four in the morning, clunking up the stairs, just being super loud, boyfriend playing, you know, those shooting game video games oh, at night gosh. with the windows open. It just, just very disrespectful. So... Adrian and her were kind of going at it over their phone text messaging um, and just being very, very, she was being very, very loud. And um, 
in a nutshell, Adrian got so mad and he yelled at God and was like, God, if she's supposed to, you know, if we're supposed to move to Nashville, she needs to move off first. I can't handle this. Like, just like I said, be mad at God, shout mm-hmm. at God, express your heart. And that's what he was doing. He was so mad, like, <laughs> right. He wasn't raging, but he was just loud. And literally, and I was like, great, like, we're never moving. Like, mm-hmm. she just moved in six months ago. It's a year lease. Like, this is not happening. The next day, I go to Michigan for weddings. And two days later, he, I get a call from him. He's like, Sherry. I was like, what? Like, what's going on? He's like, you're not going to believe this. I was like, what happened? Like, are the cats okay? He's like, there's a moving truck outside. I was like, a moving truck? I was like, well, who's moving? Like, people, <laughs> like, they just moved in. And he goes, this girl upstairs, I'm not going to say her name. She's packing her the truck up. She's getting out of there. And I was like, shut up. And I was like, Adrian, I was like, I guess we're moving to Nashville. You tested God. <laughs> you tested God. And sure enough, I was like, that was one of the most clear signs that we have ever received from God that we were mm-hmm. supposed to go. And even thinking back about Nashville now, it's like we really don't actually understand why mm-hmm. we went. We just knew we had to say yes and go and show up and be there. And it was a great great season that we were there like if my husband was here he would have said this too but like for him he had a lot of healing that he needed to do and I Mm -hmm. think sometimes just getting out of LA because LA can be a lot you need to recoup you need to like regroup and I think Mm -hmm. those two years that we were there there was a lot of healing that took place a lot of forgiveness from you know his past that needed to heal and I think ultimately we were there for him just to Mm -hmm. you know go through that um, and then God called us back here, and it was amazing. And it's been amazing, just doors opening left and right and just God's promises coming to pass. And now he's bringing us back out to go You're back. moving out again. <laughs> just can't stay in one place. I mean, I just think your guys's—the story of your lives is so incredible because it would be so easy to stay where you're comfortable, but you guys are mm. constantly following God's— guidance Mm -hmm. and obedience, or you're acting in obedience to that. I mean, to go back and forth and back and forth, it's it's like, instead of being mad at God, like, God, I thought you called us back. Now you're calling us back. Like, what's going on? Right. And you guys are such stewards of faith and obedience. And I think he knows he can trust. Well, I know he knows he can Mm -hmm. trust you guys with a word he's given you Mm -hmm. for you guys to just pack up and go and Mm -hmm. like be a light everywhere you go. Yeah. I think that's so incredible. What would you, what do you think is the biggest benefit, you know, of having God to rely on in in following and pursuing dreams versus, you know, people thanking the universe or good karma? Like, what do you think is the benefit of God being the foundation um, for guiding you guys to all these places? Man, I mean, that's so good. For us, I think it was a practice of just saying yes and seeing where that yes led. Mm. You know what I mean? Because— I mean, God's everywhere. Even if, like, say we moved to Nashville and we weren't supposed to, God's still going to show up and, like, provide and Mm -hmm. be there. But we are sensitive to His voice. My husband's super, super sensitive to the Spirit. Like The Enneagram 4 in him. (laughs) 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 Yes. Um, But God, like, just, like, moves over him. And He is very um, obedient Mm. in whatever God is saying and moving. And so— to know that we're moving out of peace in all decisions, to know that we're moving out of um, saying yes and what God is saying over saying, oh, like, this just happened coincidentally. Like, mm-hmm. all coincidences are Jesus. Yeah. You know what I mean? All those dots are aligned. Like, 
God is in every single situation. And even when people are thanking the universe, I'm like, God really created thanking, the universe. Yeah, I'm like, you're thanking Jesus because that great thing happened to you, but you're just calling him Jesus. Or like, people have different names, you know, for God, but I hope that, you know, if people are saying the universe or they're thinking it's karma, that, you know, I pray over um, them now, God, like that their eyes would be open to like, just know that like, Mm -hmm. it's really Jesus aligning all the good things that are happening for them and directing their paths. Because if, especially coming out here and you feel like you're called to pursue something out here, like God put it on your heart to move. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. so I think for Adrian and I, it is just one of those things, like going back to just saying yes and seeing how God moves with that. Yes. And just Mm -hmm. being obedient and faithful in that and seeing, um, what doors open because of that. Yeah, he talked in this article, he said, you can't take the land until God takes the lead. Mm, and so good. I thought that was just so, so good, good because I feel like this is literally the story of your guys' life. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not going to go after that without God giving you the word for it. Mm-hmm. So you're letting God lead and then right. you're taking the next step and walking into that. Exactly. Um, and going off of that, and it's funny because for so long, because I feel like I've kind of heard that before in, in a roundabout way. And I there was another thing that always popped up. It says, bloom where you're planted. And so I'm like, how are we supposed to bloom if you keep telling us to uproot us? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so we've just gone back and forth with that. But right now our word is rooted. And mm-hmm. God had brought Nashville back on our hearts that we've just been praying into. And he just keeps going back to rooted, like root, roots, rooted, like the mm-hmm. whole meaning of roots is just being like downloaded upon us. People are saying that over us before they even know that's like something that Mm -hmm. is on our mind. So we know like there's a shift happening and we know that uh, moving back to Nashville this time is supposed to be something where we're actually building a foundation um, Mm -hmm. and building those roots. And, you know, I'll still come out to LA. I still have work out here. Adrian will do what he needs to do. And, Mm -hmm. you know, now we'll just be jumping on a plane, but we'll have an actual home base. You know what I mean? I love the dream of being planted and having a home. We were talking about this before we started recording, mm-hmm. but that's also a dream of mine and Nico's right now. Mm-hmm. And I think that that again like does come with age. Like you want to be planted somewhere, you want right. to start a family, you want to you want to have a home that you can call yours and invite people invite people right. into. Mm-hmm. I think that's beautiful. What would you say to someone who you know is listening and maybe they're unsure how to know if it's God telling them? to move or to quit their job or to end the relationship or to start this job? Like, how do you personally decipher? Like, what is, how do you know that God is telling you? For me personally, what I always do, um, God always kind of reveals things a six months to a year in advance for me. And it'll mm-hmm. start with just, maybe it was a dream. Mm-hmm. Maybe I was writing in my journal and it popped up on my heart. And so I'm like, okay, let me just start praying about that. I'll always ask God for signs, whether it's like me talking with friends and they say mm-hmm. something to me that I'll know like it was a little hint. But what I really do is I will fast, um, you know, not long. Sometimes I'll do like a week on, week off, or I'll fast until I feel like God gave me a little sign. Mm-hmm. I meditate on His Word. I look for things that align with in Scripture that could po- potentially, um, you know, go with what we're praying about. Mm-hmm. But I also really dive into messages. I'll watch like Elevation Church. I'll watch Transformation. I'll watch different churches' um, messages. And God will use those messages. They'll be like, okay, I heard mm-hmm. that word. Like that is literally for us. Or one time 
he used numbers. It was mm-hmm. a number 250 that he used over and over and over again that actually brought us back to L.A. That was a huge confirmation. Mm-hmm. And a little story about that. Um, I was lacking. I had no money. And he actually deposited $250 Yes, in my bank account, literally out of nowhere. And that whole week, he was giving me $250. And so when I couldn't pay my bills, like I had a surplus of money just from that week that I was able to cover everything that I needed. But the fact that $250 came up so frequently and then over the course of like the, you know, what, three or four months, $250 just kept reoccurring, reoccurring. And Mm -hmm. I looked up what $250 meant and it just was very in line with us um, and what we were praying about. So not only can he speak through people, he can speak through numbers, he can speak through dreams. Um, just be aware of your surroundings mm-hmm. and who you're opening up to and ask, like, if you are a person of faith, like, ask your closest friends or family mm-hmm. that you trust to pray into it with you and see if God uses them to speak as well. And that's what, you know, I do personally. Yeah, I think meditating on God's Word, on the things you're journaling, on the things you mm-hmm. feel He's He's telling you or calling you to, and following that peace. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, I'm sure, like, if you're experiencing confusion and worry and doubt, like, all those things are not of God or from God. Mm-hmm. So if you're like, oh, should I move? Should I start this job? Should I quit this? Should You would know. Like, I feel like— even before I was even a believer, I would have gut feelings. Mm-hmm. And I always say now, like, that's the Holy Spirit. Like, you right. know when you're nowhere what you should do. Right. And if it's from God or not, it's just having that, you know, taking that step of faith and mm-hmm. following through and being obedient. Absolutely. That's so good. So good. <laughs> so good. <laughs> so kind of wrapping it up, what would you say is your biggest piece of advice to someone kind of stepping out in faith, going after a dream? My biggest advice is just do it. You'll never know unless you try. Mm -hmm. Um, Don't be afraid to put yourself out there. What's meant for you is for you. Mm -hmm. And what's meant for your neighbor is for their neighbor. Especially like for photography, for instance, like me and Nicole both do photography, but we both have different clientele. So Mm -hmm. just know whatever you're walking into, there's going to be clients for you. There's going to be roles for you. There's Mm going to be opportunities for you. But you have to put yourself out there. You have to... um, Believe in yourself, and I would say network. I would mm-hmm. say pray. I would say seek community that believes in you, that you can trust. And So good. Just go for it, because if it's supposed to be, it will be, and it will happen, ultimately. Amen. I yes. love it. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your heart. Your story is such a testament of God's goodness and faithfulness and of your goodness and faithfulness to God. Aww. And so I just, I'm, I'm so excited for people to hear this episode. And I always say this, whenever someone shares their dream, I'm like, I'm going to invite you back on when you get that house. Yes. We're going right. to have you on. Let's and do we're it. just declaring the dream over you Let's do in it. Jesus' name. Amen. I receive it. Love you, girl. <laughs> Love you too.